An image is defined as a representation of the external form of a person. It also means the general impression of what's presented to the public. Picture that. We were created to not only be God's blessed creation in his name, but with his representation. But let me ask you this. Are you making a godly impression? Are you truly representing him in the earth through your creativity and even your life? In this edition of Go Creator Go, we talk about the power of image, particularly self-image, and how having a God-centered life produces an abundant creative image. I'm Antoine Bean. This is Go Creator Go. Let's do this. Everybody, this is Antoine Bean with Go Creator Go. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, let that track ride a little bit. Let it breathe a little bit like Jay-Z said. Oh, that's Rick Ross. Oh. <laughs> God bless y'all, everybody. This is an awesome day in the Lord, amen. This is an awesome time in the Lord. We're going to talk about self-image we're going to do a little bit of house cleaning a little heart checking and uh going to talk about the power of image particularly self-image and uh you heard it right in the introduction the question was posed to you (laughs) are you really making a godly impression are you truly representing him in the earth through your creativity you know all year so far man it's been since may since we've done this thing and uh all this time you know through this through this these shutdowns and uh uh campaigning and we'll get to that in a minute and uh you know we're about to touch an election in in a few weeks and you know it's it's uh Man, we've been really, really moving on this thing about creativity. You know, God is really breathing on uh, creatives, you know, in this in this hour. And, you know, it's really, really, really uh, uh, important is the best word I can say, practical word I can say. It's very important to have a great self-image, especially when it comes to your creativity, especially when it comes to, you know, your creative purpose. Uh, we all have creative purpose, whether it be, you know, in the workplace, in the office, whether it be uh, on a, on the canvas when we paint, <laughs> on the dance floor if we're dancing, or in the football field or the athletic field when we're doing sports, uh, even in ministry and in the avenue of the church or in your particular area where you're assigned to be, you know, ministering, whether it be, you know, workplace ministry, marketplace ministry, entrepreneurship, uh, whether it's consulting, uh, even in, in politics, as it were, uh, there's, there's room at the cross for, uh, creativity and for building purpose in that. But a lot of that 
a whole lot of that cannot manifest if you don't have uh, two types of image, which is external image and inward image. Those are those are my you know kind of uh, points of view on that. So having an internal image is what we're going to talk about mainly today, and that's really about you know how you see yourself and how you are how you view your very image of who you are, uh, and and what God has called you to do in what you are, you know, assigned to do in the earth. Uh, Many people, believe it or not, don't think very highly of themselves. They don't think very strong about how they view themselves. They kind of put themselves lower um, in, in, you know, because we, first of all, we are in a culture where, especially if you're in the church, we're, and, and I hate to say this, but we're in a culture where, you know, uh, like you're humble if you belittle yourself in some circles. You know, I'm not saying all churches are that way, but I know coming up for me, a lot of times belittling yourself was looked at as being an humble person, which I've always felt that it just, it just didn't sit right with me. You know, uh, looking down on yourself, and, well, you know, I'm just I'm just a world servant. I'm just, you know, I'm just. You know, I'm I'm a worm. I'm just at the bottom of the totem pole. I just I'm not I'm at the bottom of the food chain. I just you know, I, it's just me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. You know, I've I've never that never really gravitated to my spirit. You know, and it wasn't that I felt that I was better. I just felt that there was something that just sounded wrong with it. You know, it, because you know, growing up, I had understanding, but I didn't have thorough knowledge of the word of God or thorough knowledge of my relationship in Christ. So, you know, I grew up in church, but you know, there's a lot of stuff that was going on that I really didn't know or understand. It wasn't until later on, uh, as I developed identity in God myself and got saved for real in 2008, that God really started to show me who I am in him, you know, and, 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 and basically revealing my image, the image that he created me to be, which was in the image of God, just like all of you are created in the image of God. And you want a Bible? Check it out in Genesis. <laughs> Genesis 1:26. when he created man, he created, said, let us create man in our own image, in our image, you know, in our likeness. And we'll get to that in a moment, you know, what all that entails. So it's, it's, we have bigger of a responsibility than we think we do. You know, I've, I've, I've heard some amazing men and women of God, pastors and apostles and teachers speak this. And I've heard some incredible prophets prophesy this, that, you know, the biggest thing that the enemy comes for and really the main thing that he comes after is our, our identity of who we are, how we see ourselves. I mean, isn't that how it all happened in the first place? You know, the, I mean, the, the the serpent came to Eve in the garden and said, well, you know, you can be like God if you eat this fruit, right? And he was challenging her image. He was challenging her identity of who she was. But, you know, of course, you know, hindsight being 2020, you know, Adam could have stepped in and said, hey, we have God, you know, we're in the image of him. So we don't necessarily need to think like him because we already have him in us. You know, he's already with us. And that would have shut down all of that. <laughs> Just that one conversation would have shut down all of that, you know. And and think about in your own life how many times uh, 
uh, the enemy has come in and a, and you made a decision or you didn't speak up concerning who you were or an identity situation where you took a stand on who you were and, and your image and it cost you more than you bargained for. Think about that. You know, it that has happened to all of us at one time or another. Romans 9, 23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us have, you know, we've all slipped in knowing who we are in Christ. You know, we've we made choices and done things that we're like, man, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't very saved. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have cussed that lady out in traffic. <laughs> I shouldn't have went, I shouldn't have, you know, uh, you know, went off on that person or blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, whatever. You know, I shouldn't have been rude to that person or I should have said something, you know, when that person was disrespecting that other person or blah, blah, blah. You know, we all we all have that moment where we slip in our identity. We now that that doesn't consider or constitute a identity crisis where it's a consistent pattern of doing things out of character and not knowing who you are in God. If that's the case, then that means that you need deliverance. And of course, when you get deliverance, you definitely get the you definitely get the download of who you are in Christ and you get that presence of God and you get that understanding and you're refreshed in him and knowing who you are and your image is restored. That's why the Bible calls Jesus Christ a redeemer, right? He redeemed us when he got on the cross. He redeemed us when he, you know, took those stripes. He redeemed us when he took those nails and, and he gave up the ghost. And he and, and three days later, he rose again and conquered the grave. He redeemed us. He reestablished his image in us. Amen. Amen. That's a Selah moment. He did. He reestablished his image in us. He cleaned the path. He wiped the slate clean of sin in the earth with his blood. And he used it as as a weapon. He used his blood as a weapon to reestablish his image in the earth and his representation in the earth. Right. Because that's what image is. Image is representation. This is who God is. This is who Jesus Christ is. He is King of Kings. He is Lord of Lords. He is our great redeemer. He, he, he is our wheel within a wheel. You know what I mean? He's Jehovah Gabor. He fights our battles for us, right? Amen. He is Jehovah Nisi. He's our banner of victory. You know, a banner, when you put a banner up, you're, you're declaring this is something that's great. This is something that should be recognized. This is something that People should know and honor and respect, right? He said, when the Son of Man is lifted up, he's talking about him being crucified on that cross. He's the banner. When he, when they, when he went up and that blood was starting to be shed for our sins, the devil couldn't touch us anymore. He has redeemed our image. We are made whole once again. Hallelujah. I mean, man, I started early, man. I felt my help come in. Yeshata. <laughs> amen. Amen. So what is a godly image? What what is that? You know, we talk about image and how, you know, we are the image of God. But what does that mean? What is that? What what does that entail, right? What does that entail? Well, you know, Matthew talks about it. You know, the book of Matthew talks about it. Jesus spoke about it. He said, Therefore, you are perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. That means that you're perfect because I'm perfect, right? Jesus said that. 
because your heavenly father is perfect, right? And God is in, in is in Christ, right? So that means that we have his image and likeness, right? God, when he flows as the ultimate creator, he created man in his in his own image. And I'm a, and I'm going to give you the key verse about this. And I talked about this a little bit earlier. And that's Genesis 1:27 through 28. Genesis chapter one, verses 27 through 28. And so God created mankind in his own image and the image of God. He created them male and female. He created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Right. An image as I said in the opening, is defined as a representation of the external form of a person. We were created to not only be his blessed creation, but with his representation. When we go out into the earth, when we, when we do our daily walk, when we do our daily lives, and we, prof- we profess to be Christians, right? That means that we represent everything that being a Christian is. We represent Jesus Christ, because that's what the term Christian comes from. It came from in the book of Acts at the church of Antioch. The uh, Romans categorized followers of the beliefs of Jesus Christ as Christians, which are baby Christ, baby Christians, right? Baby Christ. So that's what they call Christians. So that's where that came from, or Christians, if you want to be English pronounced, you know, the Queen's English pronunciation. So that's what that means. So you're representing that. And back then, in, in those times, in Roman times, those that was taken very seriously. If you called yourself a Christian, the first thing they would do is watch how you live. They watch what you do, they watch what you say, they watch how you eat, they watch what you how you who you're around, you know, where you go. <laughs> they cause because they're like, oh, okay, well, he's a Christian, so he does this, this, and this. You know, he goes to church, he reads his word, he dresses conservatively. He speaks in a certain kind of way. He honors God. He evangelizes everywhere he goes. He's always trying to convert you and getting you to see, uh, to get you to see the way of Christ, right? Is that what people say about the church today, though? Could that, is is that, (laughs) you know, when you think about Christian today, is that the reflection? Is that the image though? Like, is that really what's out there right now? Like, I don't, man, I'm on the fence about that because there are, now don't get me wrong. I love being a Christian. I love being saved, but I'm talking about the overarching view of our image, our PR, you know, (laughs) our PR department is, is constantly at work. I'm, there are angels that are constantly moving to make to maintain the people of God, keeping a godly image in the earth. That's why we have to check ourselves daily and we have to die to our flesh daily. You know, it's not easy being a Christian. You can't expect people who don't have that kind of grace on them to understand your walk as a Christian. Like, it's hard for me. I can't understand why people treat me this way. Well, they don't they don't have the grace of God on their hearts. So you can't expect them to to, you know, uh, 
yield or respect your image that, that you're trying to represent <laughs> because they oppose it. You know what I mean? You know, Jesus said, if the world hates you, remember this, they hated me first. And so they hated his image. They hated what he represented. He represents the father. He represents truth. He represents revealing evil exposure. He represents deliverance. He represents change. He represents difference. He represents freedom. He represents liberty. He represents life, an abundant life for everybody, not just certain people, not just the 1% who got money, not just the people who were born into it, but the people that God has chosen. He has chosen us all, really. And we have to make the decision to be, to really identify ourselves in his image and the image that he gave us and walk in that. That's the thing that the world opposes. Amen. Another, the other uh, def- definition of image is the general impression that a person, organization, or product presents to the public. The impression of where you come from, the manufacturer. So I'll give you an example of this. I have a, uh, an iPhone, you know, like most billion people in the, in the world have an iPhone. My iPhone is a little older. I have the 8 Plus. I don't have the, you know, double-digit iPhones yet. But I'm waiting on the 12, though. I I, I wouldn't mind having that 12 because I've heard some really cool rumors about that 12. But the 8 Plus has been really good to me. I've I've had the 8 Plus since it came out. Every product that I have is is a Mac. So I I was like, well, I might as well get my phone as a Mac, too, so they can all talk to each other. Well, when I got the phone, I had never had an iPhone before. So the gentleman at the cell phone place, he walked me through everything that the phone does, like everything that the phone did. He was so ecstatic about it. He was so happy about it. He's like, man, I got to break down everything to you. I I don't have to, you know, I know you don't probably want to hear this, but man, you just need to know what you're getting into. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'm game. Tell me, you know. So he started really breaking down every function that the phone does, like literally, folder by folder, step by step. And it was fun, actually. And it it boggled my mind how thorough he was about this unit, right? And about the device and how it worked and how how it was, you know, just effective in every area. And so I just listened to him give these expressions of how these, this phone's op- the phone operates, and then I would see it function and do well. The first thing that I told him when he finished was, man, you need to work for Apple. Like you need to work there because you would rep, watch this, you would represent them well. He said, yeah, I've heard that before. I'm not going to say the cell phone company he works at, but he was not happy with the company that he was employed at, at the cell phone service. Had nothing to do with the service they provide to us as customers. He just didn't like where he was. But the truth of the matter was it didn't align with the identity and the image that God put on him to have. He didn't belong at that cell phone company. He belongs at Apple. Why? Because he's graced and filled with every bit of knowledge about that product. The image and the, and the, and the creativity and the understanding that God has placed in him, he's on the right track, cell phone service, computer service, IT, etc. But he's on the wrong train with the company that he's, that he's currently representing. The representation that God put on him 
and he's graced to have is the representation of Apple products, not that cell phone company's products. <laughs> so he needs to go over there to Apple. And, I, and that's the reason why he's not happy at where he's working at. It has nothing to do with the company that he's currently employed in. They're doing nothing wrong. It's just not a good fit for him. And my question to you is, are you going through that same situation? Are you in a place where you're you're on the right track, but you're on the wrong train? The image doesn't fit where you are. Am I saying you should just walk away and quit your jobs? No. Am I saying you should just stop doing this? No. There very well could be an assignment there. Very well could be. But God has so much more for you. And he wants to help you find that through building his image in you to represent him in the earth. We are the impression of God as God's creation. So we have his nature and his very essence. That's the reason why you have people who just say, you know what, it's just something about you. It's just something about you. I can't put my finger on it. Or, man, I just, you know, you got those people who just want to be your friend, or you got people who are always hanging around you, or as in the church, they say, he pulling on me. They always want to just be around and hang out with you, or they want to just, you know, be in your company. You know, that's pulling on somebody. That's grabbing on that. Uh, you know, sometimes you see certain pastors, you know, you have people that gravitate to certain teachers and leaders. They're pulling on the anointing. They're gravitating to the anointing because of the impression of God on their lives. You know, Bishop Jakes has that type of impression as a teacher and his wisdom and his knowledge and his understanding. I can listen to Bishop Jakes give wisdom all day long because of the impression of God on his life with that grace of wisdom and knowledge. I feel the same way about Hart Ramsey. He is just an incredible teacher. I mean, Hart Ramsey is one of those gentlemen that just the knowledge is just spewing out of him. He just, he just, he, it just comes out. It just goes, it just goes, it just goes. And next thing you know, it's an hour and a half later. And it's like, man, I could just listen to this man all day. Give these bits of information that are not only life changing, but life altering. And watch this. They are image creating, image changing, image sharpening, that God uses him to help refine people's images of their selves that God has already put in them to sharpen and, and, and strengthen and encourage so that they may be great representations of him in the earth, in the workplace, at their jobs, in their businesses, at their schools, in their families, right? In their neighborhoods, in their communities. That's the point. That's the point. Not only did God create us in his image, but as other translations would say, in his image and likeness. Now, we talked about this earlier. What does that mean? The images of likenesses of God. So that's in the Amplified version, if you want to research that for yourself. This means that we not only carry the presence of God, but we possess his likeness or as the, in the original text of the, the Hebrew text, it describes it as not likeness. It says his face, which is amazing. And that one verse, God, the ultimate creator, put his image and his likeness, his face unto his ultimate creation, which is you and me. So we have his face face his literal face sometimes though 
that term can come off as if it's not the face per se, like the exact face, like the physical face, but it could be, uh, how can you say, the impression of a face. i give you an example. So my dad is a... Uh, is is he well he's a very good looking man <laughs> i love my dad but he's a he's a handsome brother and uh and but he has a distinctive look about him and so when we're out as a family especially when we were younger we would go out in groups and we would go out to eat or we'd go out to hang out or whatever people would and we would split up people would know immediately oh you must be michael's son because you know what i'm saying like they they distinctively knew that I was my dad's boy. Like they knew, they was like, you gotta be Michael's son because you look just like him. You know, I had his face. I had his impression. I have, you know, of course his DNA. So people see that on me. That's how people should see you in Christ. Even if they're not saved, even if they're not in church, even if they're not uh, uh, Holy Ghost filled or whatever, they should know if you proclaim to be a believer, or if you just live your life in a Christ-centered way, the face, the impression, that imprint of God will be on you. So people will be like, man, you must be in church or something. Or, man, you must be saved or something. That's why sometimes when I was like in college especially, I would always get all the time, you must be a pastor. You must be like, you a pastor or something? You in church or something? And I was nowhere near church. But that impression was on me. There were just certain things that I just did not do. There were just certain uh, roads I just wouldn't go down with certain people, you know, in, in doing things that were out of order. I just wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so people just knew that, you know, that, that there was something about me that was different. They just knew because his imprint was on me, even when I didn't expect it. And that just shows you how much God loves us and show you how much purpose is on your life. Because I guarantee you there's some people who are listening to me right now who hear that all of the time. You must be in church. Are you saved? You must be a pastor. You're a prophet or something. You know, just <laughs> because you have God's face, you have his impression, you have his image. You have that. Okay, going back to the verse, the key verse, like I said, which is Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 through 28. I'm going to really quickly read that one more time. So God created mankind in his own image. Created. That's the key word. Take, take a listen to that. God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, and he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Notice that the writer, who in this case is Moses, writes the word create three times. Three times. If you notice as you read your Bible, which I'm praying you guys are doing, whenever Jesus wanted to emphasize a point, he always said it three times. Always. Check the New Testament Gospels if you don't believe me. He always says stuff three times. So Moses wanted to make sure and this is my, what I believe. I believe that Moses wanted to make sure by emphasizing that same way, by, by putting it three times, that God alone gets the glory for not only creating us, but for blessing us. In other words, because we can't get too full of ourselves because we have God's image and likeness. 
that becomes idolatry and that's a sin and that's a whole nother thing. And that's, and that's the, that's the danger, right? Because that's where the serpent came to even was like, you can be like God. So tempting her with divinity, basically saying, Hey, you know, you could be like him. You don't necessarily need him. You know what I'm saying? You could do this on your own. How many times have you heard that? Like people say, Hey, you know, you, you could, you could take over this church. You, you could be like, you could be pastor. You know what I'm saying? Like that could be you or, Hey, you know, Hey, uh, you don't necessarily need this person. You know what I'm saying? You could take over this project. You know what I mean? Cause you know, we got his ideas. We can just take them and just kind of roll with them. We don't necessarily need him no more. You know, that happens all the time. People cutting people out and, and trying to steal the blessing. And you know what ends up happening, right? It may seem like it prospers for a minute, but it always falls on its face. Always. You know, the Bible talks about there is a way that seems good to a man. It appears good to a man, but the end result is death. <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> That's biblical. That's biblical. It ends in death. It ends in destruction. Hallelujah. So he wanted to get his seal of approval. He wanted to get God's seal of approval and blessing on that. So he made sure to emphasize that he created, God created, right? So compare our scenario of godly creation to a respectable car manufacturer. Remember we talked about, you know, uh, the phone, right? Cars are very much the same example of that, you know, uh, where we have cars that represent companies, and they have their image, they have their they have their style, they have their imprint. And if you notice this, after God creates man, he immediately issues purpose. He issues purpose to be fruitful and increase in number, reproduce yourselves and make more little gods, children in the earth. Fill the earth and subdue it. That means take charge and control and rule over the fish in the sea, in the birds, in the air, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. That's the territory that you're in charge of. The phone is purpose to make calls, surf the internet, send texts, video messages, etc. The car is built and purpose to drive and be transportation. Both of them do one thing and they one main thing, and that's follow the commands of the of the owner. We are to flow in our purpose that God originally created for us. We are to follow the commands of the owner, of the creator, which is God, right? To be the little gods in the earth, to take dominion, walk in purpose, just like our creator. As creative people, we should be consistently reminded of who we are. We have the ability, like God, to create and have authority in what we create. We should never be limited on what or how we do it. For example, God gave me the power, the ability, the anointing, the grace, the favor to build this podcast. So I have a certain level of responsibility of how I control this, how I steward it. I have authority over this podcast. I can determine who can get on there, who cannot get on here, what subject we talk about, what subject we're not speaking about, what, you know, what products we can endorse or stand behind and which ones we say no to, right? There have been a couple of times that there have been people that have approached me with business deals and, I, and ideas. And I'm like, no, nah, that doesn't fit the, I, the, the image that 
this program or this movement has. So I have to respectfully decline, right? It does not coexist or coincide rather with the image that God put on this vision to have. So it's actually part of your very nature to be creative. The concept of creativity is part of your existence and design and is even attached to your purpose. This is usually manifested through your God-given gifts. You know, when you look at uh, music performers, for example, you look at music artists, you know, uh, it's a lot of artists out there that are just, uh, that are probably pretty sounding the same. They kind of have the same image. They kind of have the same face. They have the same, I'm not going to call any names, but but they kind of, they, they all kind of flow one and together, you know. Every now and then, you'll run into an artist that completely goes left, completely sounds different, completely looks or approaches things different. And when people do that, people say, well, who is that? You know, that's the person that stands out. Why? Because their image is different. Their likenesses change from what you normally see. You know, when you see a different type of vehicle come out, I remember when, um, I'm telling my age now, but I remember when cars used to be made of steel. You know what I'm saying? Like like those older cars, like those Impalas and stuff like that, those six foes and stuff. I'm not that old, but you know, later on they became fashionable and people would get those cars and restore them. But those cars were made of metal. Like those cars were made of straight up steel. Like you can go through walls with those. I'm not exaggerating. I've seen people hit buildings with those cars and nothing happened. Just scratches on the paint. And then there was a season where they transitioned from those metal cars to aluminum cars, like what we have today. And then now they're just straight out plastic. But when they first came out, there was a big controversy. There was a big to do about that because people thought that those cars were dangerous, that they weren't safe, um, that they, you know, there would be more fatalities. There would be more, you know, deaths on the road. Uh, and then, but what it did was it actually enhanced business because you had more auto repair shops that were available to do um parts and and access parts for those you could recycle those parts (laughs) in a lot of cases and it just helped you know environmentally things like that uh there were fewer deaths and fewer fatalities come to find out that when you're in a metal car uh your chances of dying are actually much greater than they were in an aluminum car. And then of course came along the invention of airbags and things like that. So it just it just opened up the door for more creativity, more ideas to flow, more new images of of create creators to step forth and new inventors, people walking in their purpose and doing and creating these amazing ideas and gifts to the world and society. And so as you can see, it just opened up the door for that. The flow of creativity and new ideas and new innovations, it brings forth, it warrants new concepts, new understanding. It opens up the door for God to create and to and to use his people to manifest amazing, amazing destiny. Right. Same thing with music. Right. So, that you know, uh, you know, not too long ago, we lost Prince, which broke my heart because he's my favorite artist of all time but prince was one of those people when he came along he just changed everything because he played all these instruments he wrote all his own songs he was one next to stevie wonder he was the first artist 
to be able to produce all of his own material. He didn't have to have an outside producer come in and do all this stuff. He did everything himself. And it was unprecedented for him to have a contract like that back then when he first got signed. But needless to say, they made a good investment because this was Prince. He turned out some incredible work, incredible stuff. And by doing that, it allowed him the ability to just create for him to just walk in the purpose that God gave him to do the things that he's called to, he was called to do, which was make music, create, write, uh, do the instruments that he did, produce soundtracks and just and even uh, help other artists he, and build a label in the studio. He just I mean, his creativity was literally unhinged, like he did everything musically that he could possibly do so much so to where he created thousands of songs that are that can go on for almost over a century according to his estate he has enough music to where he can put a new album out every year for the next century for the next century and i mean full albums done mastered ready to go written i mean everything i mean that's just that shows you just how thorough as an artist his creativity was and how he was so set in his image of being an artist and being a creator that God put on him that gift and he just flowed with it I mean he went full steam ahead the biblical principle he went out he multiplied multiplied his gift he made it work for him and he subdued his area he conquered that area of music and he did he did what he was supposed to do uh for me I felt that it was necessary for me to do that as well. You know, with the, you know, I have several businesses, thank God, but you know, right now I'm exercising the business of media, film and television, and now uh, internet, internet um, production and go creator go is just a byproduct of that. You know, just walking into the gifts that God has placed in me to do. You should really take an examination of yourself and see as you reflect on your image and how you can strengthen it. Part of that is knowing your purpose, knowing how to developing the plan to get your purpose in check and get a hold of walking in your creative flow, whether it be painting, whether it be writing, whether it be art, etc. Doing that will give you not it doesn't now don't get me wrong, you don't find your purpose and your identity through your gifts. Your gifts are an extension, they're an extension of your identity right so i just want to be clear on that because there's some people that literally define themselves by that through their gifts and that's not the case that's not how this works you are defined through god you <laughs> that's god gives you the purpose he he's like this is what this is my son in whom i'm well pleased this is my daughter in whom i'm well pleased and you know the the first order of business is is him He's the first order of business. The gifts are the byproduct. It's like, man, you, man, you only God could do what that what that brother's doing with with that music because I know God using him. You know, you you hear that all the time. You know, when you hear, there's some artists that when you just hear them, you just know, man, that's just that's a God gift right there. You know, when I hear John Legend, I'm like, man, God uses that guy. <laughs> like that he is an incredible artist. He just is. He's just an amazing artist. You know, when I see Beyonce dancing and singing at the same time, I'm like, man, that's a God given gift right there. Only I mean, there's no way in in the world that you can do that kind of dancing and and be flawless as a singer 
no tracks, no, no, no recordings. Like you're, and I ain't never seen Beyonce say, hold on y'all. <laughs> I've never <laughs> like lean over, be like, okay, hold on guys. Like I've never seen her do that. Like she's, she shows no sign of fatigue whatsoever. And that woman shows are hours long and she gives it to you from the moment that curtain rises up to the moment that curtain drops like even in encore like it's it's crazy to see that but she's secure in her identity in her image in regard to how god is utilizing her gift in the earth right now some of these guys i would have to say like they are using their image but it's not always for good I, I would say that there are many of you guys would that would agree to that. But we just got to pray for these people that they use their gifts for God's glory. Amen. Amen. Okay, how do you develop your godly image? Well, first of all, you have to build your relationship with God. You draw closer to the Lord. As you draw closer to the Lord, God will give you strategy, insight, and direction on how to conquer what you've assi- what you're assigned to do. So this comes by, of course, the big three is prayer, fasting, and of course, resting in him. And what I think a lot of people kind of get confused about the whole resting in him. Resting in him don't mean just lay around and just wait on him to say something. Resting in him, (laughs) resting in him is really just trusting him, not being, not toiling over it, not being, not trying to figure out what God is going to do. You know, like, okay, God, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm waiting. You know, you hear people say, well, I'm just waiting on God. I'm just waiting on God. That means toiling. You, you hear people just literally toiling and worrying themselves silly over how God is going to do this. You don't have to worry about how. He's God. He can do it however he sees fit. Your job is to just lean on him and keep working in what you're doing. And what that could be is recording a podcast. What that could be is continue to make more jewelry. What that could be is writing more books. What that could be is speaking more openly, you know, in public or on Facebook Live or on Periscope or, you know, on YouTube, you know, vlogging or whatever. Doing what God assigns you to do and continue to do that. Don't worry about blowing up. Don't worry about going viral. Don't worry about all that. Having alone time with God, too, is also resting in God. Like having those moments where it's just you and him, there's no TV, there's no phone, you know, you're just listening for his voice while you're in his presence. And to do that, you can just, you know, meditate on his word, as the Bible says, read his book, read the Bible, find a place in the Bible where you feel it matches where you are in your life and rest in that word think about what you're reading apply it to your life reflect on how your life is going and put his word in it and he's going to show up you're going to start feeling those impressions of what you should do in that that's the alone time with God some of the most successful strategies I've come up with be it financially or business or even creatively I've gotten spending a long time with the Lord, like, like being in times where I wasn't doing absolutely anything, but just sitting there with my Bible and just listening, you know what I'm saying? Just like reading some scripture, reading some word, meditating on that, applying it in my life, in my head and like saying, okay, I need to do this. I need to apply this. I need to think about that with how I deal with people, etc. And then I would literally hear God drop in and say, why don't you try 
doing a podcast and see how that works out the blue you know i mean because as a matter of fact doing this podcast came from a long time with god i was actually on a walk i i i take these walks um with the lord where i'll just go walking just in my neighborhood and just and, and just listen uh to either some soft worship music or i'll just you know be quiet and just walk around just just literally walk through my neighborhood and i just heard the words go creator go Go creator, go, go creator, go. And it just stuck with me. And I said it back to myself as I heard him say it, go creator, go. And it was kind of apropos because I'm walking. And as I'm walking, I felt like I was walking away from one season and into another. Ooh, wee, that'll preach. I was walking from one season into another. And as I walked into that new season, I heard him say, go creator, go. It's metaphoric, really, because the term go creator go actually comes from me going into my calling as the creation from the creator. And as I go as a creator, he goes as my creator. So as I create, he creates. As I create from what he tells me to create, he creates more for me to create. <laughs> it's dope. You know, it's, 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 it's infinite, really. And it's a really... Uh, I'm blessed to be able to receive a revelation like that. And it's a mandate and a calling, not just for me, but for every creative person, which is every Christian, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> we are all creative. Uh, there, there are no people that are more creative than another. He, he gives gifts without repentance. There are some people who are probably more gifted in certain areas, but we're not more gifted than one another. There, there, there's no hierarchy of of gifts like that yeah I, I no not so much so yeah the second thing is to study and be in the presence of what you're looking to master do research online watch youtube vids take classes you know if it's cooking for example literally stay in the kitchen watch food network read cooking magazines and books it, get invested in that that way when people see you it's all about the cooking with them well that's the image you, you now have an image because God has placed in you the image of being a culinary master. So when that, when that is the case, when people see you, they should think food. They should say, man, I want that person to cook for me. Like when people see me, they're either thinking media or they're thinking creativity or they're thinking design because I design jewelry and stuff like that too. You know, but they also are now going to see author on me. Because now I have a book <laughs> and it's called Go Creator Go and it's on Amazon. So check it out. The link is in the description box. But uh, as a matter of fact, what I am talking about today about image is in the book and we it actually gets a little more extensive than this, but check it out. So it's Go Creator Go activating your God given creativity. It's on Amazon. And I also have a journal for it as well. It's called journaling your um God-given creativity, go creator, go, of course. And uh, it's available on Amazon as well. But both of them are in the link in the description box. But check it out. But yeah, master what you are identified as. Above everything, you should master being a Christian. So you should read that Bible. You should be knowing that word. You should be having that literally, as the word says, on the tablet of your heart. That's in Proverbs. You should have that word on the tablet of your heart. It should be written there. So people will know. When they see you, they're like, oh, 
<laughs> they go Antoine. Yeah, I know we finna he finna prophesy to us, or I mean, well, he gonna evangelize to us, or he gonna some God gonna use him to do something. <laughs> he gonna speak a word to us. He gonna say something. He gonna he gonna try to get us in that church. Yeah, they know that. They know because that's the image. That's the image that God has put out there. He's like, this is he's mine. So people know when they see me. Oh, they they know what time it is. Let that be that way with you. Finally, your third move is to connect with people that can sharpen you in purpose. The early stages of my career, you know, I interned in TV stations. I did assistant work for free and even took low-wage jobs to be a part of productions where, you know, I had to learn and get more knowledge in various levels of the industry to be more effective, you know, than my peers. You know, I wasn't trying to beat them, but I wanted to make an impression. I wanted to have a good image. I wanted people to know that, you know, in the industry that I am available to work with your company. Uh, I know what I'm doing. I'm efficient. I'm a good worker. You know, I know this business and I can I can build what you're doing, you know. And then, of course, that later on, I incorporated that to build my own company. God sent you. Trust me, he'll provide, you know, like Adam and Eve, you have the image and likeness of God. And you are empowered with his authority, his blessing. You can do this. So you should go create and subdue in the image and the likeness of your heavenly father. Thank you so much for joining me today for another episode of Go Creator Go. Uh, I wanted to really just kind of go off the top of my head on this one. I had a whole show mapped out and had a whole idea of what I wanted to do. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about this. God was like, "Mm -mm. I want you to talk about self-image. I want you to talk about image and likeness and how I created my kids to be. And so I was like, yes, sir. He's the CEO. So I have to do what the uh, executive producer (laughs) of Go Creator Go, who is the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, told me to do. And so I'm passing that information on to you. And uh, again, this information is also available in the new book, Go Creator Go, Activate Your God-Given Creativity, which is available on Amazon.com. So you can check that out, like I said, along with the journal, Go Creator Go, journaling your God-given creativity. And that's available as well. And thank you guys so much for joining me for another week of go creator go i have a really awesome show scheduled for you next week i can't give it away but i man y'all gonna really dig that this show coming up next week but i want to say a quick prayer god loves you he honors you he loves you and he created you so he's he sent you for a purpose you have purpose you have destiny you are his so let me pray for you guys. Father, thank you for your people. Thank you for who you are, God, and who you made them to be. Father, we thank you that you, Father, bless them to carry your image and your likeness, that you've given them godly authority and that they are approved by you and that they were created to rule what you have assigned them to rule in the earth. And Father, I thank you that your creativity is in them and it's a part of their existence and is attached to their purpose. Father, I thank you for the creative strategies that you placed in them, the insight and direction, and the gift mastery that you've given them for them to be stronger in you, to build a stronger relationship in you, God. Father, I thank you that you, Father, have given them the grace to study and be approved in the presence of what they're looking to master. Father, I thank you, God, that they trust you in the process. I thank you, God, that they are strong in you and in the power of your might. 
And I cancel any demonic assignment that comes against them in their gifts, in their callings, and in their purposes. And I thank you, God, that you, Father, endow them, Father, with wisdom, grace, knowledge, and understanding of not only what you've called them to master, but the territories that they're called to be in, that everywhere they place their foot, they have that land. They have favor there with you and men. Father, I thank you that they walk in the favor of God. They have the mind of Christ and the spirit of God flows within them. And I, Father, thank you that, Lord, they are filled with your uh, grace to give to others, to serve others, that they have humble hearts and that they're not, they're not haughty. They're not um, looking to try to get all of the gl glory or the credit because, Father, you get the glory. And, Father, we know that, God, you will provide for them because you are a provider and you meet every need according to their, your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you that they walk in your favor, your power, and your protection. And that, God, you bless them with all their desires and give them the fulfillment of their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you do not have a relationship with Christ, I urge you strongly to get one. If you confess Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life and you believe he died on the cross for your sins and he rose on the third day to conquer death in the grave, for you and for everyone on the earth so we can live eternally with him, then you already are saved. But it's important that you connect with a Bible-based church and Bible-centered believers, Christ-centered people. They can help you and they can disciple you to become a stronger believer so that way you can pay it forward by bringing more people to the kingdom. Remember, God wants to use you. You have purpose as a creative and God wants to make use of it to not only be a blessing for you, but to help move his kingdom forward through you. I pray you guys have an amazing time in the Lord. Until next time we meet, I'm Antoine Bean. That was Go Creator Go. Peace. Go Creator Go was recorded at the studios of Triumph Media Works in Memphis, Tennessee. For more information, check out triumphmediaworks.com. And check out our website at AntoineBean.com for everything that we're doing at Go Creator Go. And for the other outlets, which is Triumph Jewelry and for Triumph Media Works. I'm Antoine Bean. Y'all be blessed. And if you want to follow me on social media, check out Antoine Bean on Facebook. Check out Go Creator Go on Facebook and Instagram. And G Creator G on Twitter. Y'all be blessed. Until next time, peace.